Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Yes, I am your host, Rob Carson, and uh, this is the Newsmax Daily. I have a show on Newsmax. It is called uh, Rob Carson's What in the World, and it is a, a satirical look at uh, politics, pop culture, and just uh, society in general. You can check that out on weekends. And then also on the uh, Newsmax YouTube channel. Yeah, I know. It's kind of cool. Anyway, welcome to the show. We've got a lot of stuff to get to, including uh, another mass shooting. And uh, reactions from Democrats are exactly the same as with every shooting, although a little different. I'm going to explain uh, that coming up here shortly. I like to use this expression at the end of my show. Uh, don't catch the stupid. And it was originally about just people wearing masks and uh, Karens approaching people in grocery stores and screaming at them for not wearing masks and just covid in general. Uh, but it, uh, it's, it's spread to other things. And the stupid, the stupid exists in a lot of different areas in, in our country. And I'm going to explain that here as the, uh, as the show progresses today. Also, special guest uh, host Chris Salcedo from the Chris Salcedo Show is going to be joining me about the uh, crisis in, on the border, I should say. He lives in Texas, so he knows. What he speaks. We know that uh, Ahmad Alisa of Arvado, Colorado, opened fire at a King Supers grocery store on Monday at 2.40 in the afternoon. Killed two people in the parking lot, entered the store, killed another eight more. Facebook posts over the last two years, he ranted about Islamophobes hacking into his cell phone. His brother says he was very antisocial. He'd been paranoid in high school. He described him as mentally ill, said he'd been bullied in school, and that it was not politically motivated, although he had many anti-Trump posts on his Facebook. All right, so there's a lot of that going on. Uh, apparently, he's from Syria originally, uh, complained about not having a girlfriend, ranted about President Trump, talked about his Islamic faith. Uh, in a post in uh, 2019, it's, uh, it read, the Muslims at the Christchurch Mosque were not victims of a single shooter. They were victims of the entire Islamophobia industry that vilified them. Uh, the post appears to be in reference to the Christchurch New Zealand mosque shootings of 2019 when a single gunman killed 51 people. So it sounds like he had a chip on his shoulder about a lot of, uh, a lot of things, and it also sounds like he was mentally ill. I had also heard, and more is coming out, that the FBI knew about this guy. Um, and I don't know if they dropped the ball. I, I, sometimes with these, the, the, all the signs are there. All the signs are there. The relatives knew that he was mentally ill. The relatives went and uh, uh, noticed that he had bought himself a gun. Now, he did it completely legally. There are already strict gun controls where he lived, but he's able to get a gun and go in and, and perpetrate these crimes. But, of course, uh, race baiters everywhere immediately assumed, for some reason, that it was just a white guy. Just a white guy, hate-filled white guy. Um, you remember the, the shooting in Atlanta last week. The president and vice president flew to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, because six Asian women were, were killed in, in uh, two Asian spas, and two white people were killed, too. And it turns out the guy who did is another 21-year-old, 
white guy, sex addicted, had been in sex uh, therapy treatment, had, had frequently these spas, and his mom and dad just kicked him out of the house for sex addiction, and apparently he snapped. Now, this was nothing to do with the fact that the women were Asian. It was that these Asian spas, and I'm just going to say this because there is one not far from my house. If you see a strip mall that says Asian massage or oriental massage, and it has windows that have curtains in front of it, um, that's an illegal brothel. All right. Now, they'll say that they just do massages, but they are illegal brothels, and frequently, I don't know about the one in Atlanta, it doesn't seem that way, but frequently, they are employed, they employ or enslave people who have been sex trafficked. And by and large, they are run by the Chinese mafia. You don't know that, but they're all over. I was in Missouri. I lived in Missouri for a while. They're all over Missouri. They're all over the country, guys. They're all over the country. Nobody has said anything about that. I know it's not part of the story, but it's something that should be at least brought up because it's in the headlines and nobody talks about it otherwise. So that's why I bring that up. If, you, if you're going to talk about gun control because of these, then I'll just go ahead and say Asian spas are a real problem in this country. And I don't know what does it. I don't know why municipalities allowed these things to happen. If the police just look the other way, if they're afraid of messing with the mafia, if somebody's being paid off, or some politicians uh, occasionally get massages there. I don't know what it's all about. But here is uh, uh, Joe Biden in a uh, very slight moment of clarity, deciding immediately that assault weapons, and by the way, he was part of an assault weapons ban that went through in 1994, didn't last very long. And uh, it was ineffective. There are two studies out, one in 2014, one in 2018, and a book out about the assault weapons ban. And it did not impact the number of mass shootings or the murder rate in the country at all. Here is President Biden immediately using a tragedy to forward a political agenda that he's had for a very long time. His motive, the weapons he used, the gun information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here. I don't because he doesn't know anything about that right now. He has no idea what kind of gun was used. He has no idea what the motive was. I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues. Okay, so he's, he's, he's talking, it's not common sense. This is not common sense uh, if you do not know what kind of weapon was used, if you don't know his motiv motivation. This is not common sense at all. This is an emotional overreaction and a political ideology that is driven to destroy the Second Amendment. In the House and Senate to act, we can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. I got that done when I was a senator. And it didn't do anything. It passed. It was law for the longest time. But you see, in government, if you fail, you can fail and fail and fail and fail. And it doesn't matter. And it brought down these mass killings. You know what this is about? This is about getting votes. We should do it again. We can close the loopholes in our background check. You don't even know if it was an assault weapon. You don't even know. System, including the you don't even know what an assault weapon is. Charleston loophole. That's one of the best tools we have right now to prevent gun violence. 
Okay. You know, and you've also, I think I think you've been talking about uh, getting rid of poverty for about 50 years too. And how well has that worked out for everybody? There is a senator from California, Alex Padilla. And yesterday he spoke to other members of uh, the Senate. And everything he said was essentially an untruth. You know, for most states, the age required to legally purchase a rifle and the age required to cast a ballot are both 18. However, there's some shocking disparities in uh, legal state requirements for obtaining a weapon versus casting a ballot. In 25 states, voters must be registered and have specific forms of ID in order to cast a ballot. But those same states allow people to buy rifles without permits. Okay, see, that is just an untruth. And require no background check. There's also another word that starts with an L for untruth. For some sales. Additionally, in a majority of states, new voters are able to obtain a rifle quicker than they're able to cast their first ballot. It's absolutely not true. And and by the way, the interesting thing, if you're going to compare uh, uh, purchasing firearms and voting, in Philadelphia, you can vote like 50 times and, and dead people can vote. Dead people can't uh, can't buy guns. It seems to me that we have our a joke. priorities entirely backwards when it comes... And your facts, by the way. ...to this. When we make it easier to buy a gun than we do to cast a ballot. Yeah, and they don't have like uh, big uh, uh, gun boxes on street corners where people can dump their guns like they did with uh, uh, so many states. Uh, John Kennedy, a senator, had this to say, not about banning guns, there's something else we should actually control. In my judgment, we do not need more gun control. We need more idiot control. <laughs> How do we do that? We've already tried, the Republicans. If we did that, there would be no Democrats. Have. Senator Grass Grassley, Senator Cruz, uh, had a bill to, to strengthen our da national database. Huh. We regulate gun ownership in America. If, you, uh, yeah, we do. if you're convicted of certain crimes, if you have a tendency to violence, if you're, if you're mentally ill and you want to buy a gun, your name has to run through a database. The problem is that the database has huge holes in it. And many federal agencies and state agencies are very cavalier about sending in the names. Uh, Grassley and Cruz's bill, which I support, would have, would have tightened right. up the database and it would have cracked down on people who have guns who shouldn't have guns. You know why the bill didn't pass? Many of my Democratic uh, colleagues filibustered it. Now, if you drill down far enough what you're going to find. I don't want to paint but with too broad a brush. But, but many, not all, many of my Democratic colleagues, they just don't believe in the Second Amendment. Oh, ding, 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 ding. You win a prize. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It is. It's about the Second Amendment. It always has been about the Second Amendment uh, and how the uh, conservatives in the country value it because they realize that uh, when you have your guns confiscated, really bad things happen oh i don't know like hitler's germany just stuff like that happens stuff like that happens when you start cracking down on the right to keep and bear arms and it's not about going hunting by the way it's not about going hunting no no because uh i mean no it's just not <laughs> unbelievable I'm, I'm thinking that we should have idiot control but unfortunately i don't think very many democrats would vote for that because it would 
impacts so many of them. Here is uh, Ted Cruz going after those who would immediately politicize in a mass shooting. Once again, we wake up to a horrific act of mass murder. All of us lift up in prayer the families in Boulder, Colorado, the families in Atlanta that lost their... See, uh, conservatives, what they'll do is they will uh, take the time, give a moment for grief and prayer, and then look at the facts before shooting their mouths off like Joe Biden just did. Lives, including the police officer in Boulder, Colorado. I can tell you in Texas, we've seen far too many of these. I was in Santa Fe the morning of that shooting. Santa Fe High School is less than an hour from my house. I was in El Paso at the Walmart for yet another senseless mass murder. I was in Dallas where five police officers were murdered by a radical. Do you know where the most murders take place? In large Democrat-run cities that have very strict gun control laws. Chicago on an average weekend, eight, maybe ten people murdered. I was in Sutherland Springs in that beautiful sanctuary where a monster murdered innocent people. I've been to too damn many of these. We all have. Senator from Connecticut just said, it's time for us to do something. I agree. It is time for us to do something. And every time there's a shooting, we play this ridiculous theater. Yep. Where this committee gets together and proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. And that is absolutely true, because have those murders ever stopped when new legislation was passed? No, they haven't. Race baiters everywhere had to delete tweets and issue corrections after a frenzied effort to pin the Boulder shooting on a white uh, person who is a white supremacist. And by the way, just real quick, the whole white supremacy movement in this country, it's really tiny. There are very few. Uh, it's never been a big deal. It's always been a fringe movement. Th that you say that it is growing in, 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 in 2021 is false. There are some people, the, the, the class of 1968, want us to believe it is 1964 all over again uh, or 1864 all over again. Kamala Harris's niece, Mina Harris, said Tuesday that she deleted a tweet about the suspect immediately assuming that he was a white guy. I deleted a previous tweet about the suspect in the Boulder shooting. I made an assumption based on, and what do assump making assumptions do? Yes, they make a, a word out of you and me. Uh-huh. And uh, in, anyways, being taken into custody alive and the fact that the majority of mass shootings in the U.S. are carried out by white men. Okay, so uh, the Atlanta shooting was not even a week ago, Harris' original tweet said. Violent white men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. That's very racist. I mean, I know you, there's no such thing as reverse racism, by the way. It's just racism, all right? Deadspin senior writer Julie DeCaro and USA Today editorial uh, writer Hamal Javeri also blamed the shooting on a white man. DeCaro made clear uh, Tuesday morning that uh, she should not apologize because her tweet is still true. Even, even though the, the guy was not white, it's still true. A white man walked into a grocery store in Boulder, killed 10 people, and was apprehended by the police and walked out of the building completely unharmed. Writer Dylan Park stated in a now-deleted tweet that had been liked over 125,000 times. Well, they do try to take the suspect alive. They, they do. They do. Uh, unless the, the gun is being trained at the police. Then, then it's over. Then it's all over. Now, uh, Kamala Harris, this is what she said when she went to Atlanta last weekend 
uh, literally a day or two after the mass shooting happened, and immediately made assumptions about the motives of the shooter there that were disproven wrong. Killer's motive. These facts are clear. Six out of the eight people killed on Tuesday night were of Asian descent. Seven were women. The shootings took place in businesses owned by Asian Americans. Which, these are apparently the only uh, Asian spas which generally employ Asians. The shootings took place as violent hate crimes and discrimination against Asian Americans has risen dramatically over the last year and more. Yeah, and more actually. And, and I had mentioned in the show the other day that if you look at the statistics, most of the anti-Asian crimes are being committed by African American males. It's just the truth. It's just happening. Happened twice over the weekend. Yeah, happened twice over the weekend. Now, here's what she had to say about uh, about this shooting that was done by a Syrian American with a Muslim name. And you know, listen, I'm not making assumptions here, but but you know, if you're going to make assumptions, don't you think that you would assume? Here she is. Okay, she any response to the shootings in Colorado yesterday? It's tragic. It's absolutely tragic. Um, it's tragic. Uh, ten people um, were going about their day, living their lives, um, not bothering anybody. A police officer who was... Now, he didn't say anything about the nationality of the ten people. Performing his duties. Guess it doesn't matter. And, um, oh, yeah, they're white people. With great courage and heroism. Um, seven children, I understand. No, it wasn't actually. Uh, the The victims ranged in age from twenty to sixty five. But it is very interesting, isn't it? Though, and I'm not. I, I don't like to wear race on my sleeve. You know, I'm a white guy. I've always been pretty fly for a white guy. I grew up watching uh, Schoolhouse Rock and Good Times and and uh, and Sesame Street. I had, you know, I taught my kids. You know, we my my kids have friends from all over the world as their friends. I call them the United Nations. Who cares? Who really cares? But yesterday, you got a guy who is a, a Syrian. Uh, he, he was very upset about Islamophobia, and he went into a store and killed 10 white people. It, it, don't you think maybe that you, some people might have an assumption? I'm not assuming. I don't know what his rumor is. I know it's an awful, awful act. I know the guy was insane. Those are the things. This is, this is what happens with an insane mind. Not all insane minds, but some insane minds. But you got to find the facts before you shoot your stupid mouth off. Here's Allison Camerata. Now, she's not known. I wouldn't expect a cancer cure from her anytime soon. That's, that's what I'll say. Allison, I'm, I'm sure she means well, but uh, sometimes she just says some stuff that's, uh, well, not the, you know, not the smartest thing in the world. Here she is. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why, in, case, in terms of making change, since it seems intractable at the national level, why don't we go to gun shop owners and say, do you think that this 21-year-old who comes in and wants an AR-15 style weapon, do you think that he looks like he's going hunting with this weapon? Did you ask him? Oh, I, I, I get it. I get it. He wasn't wearing camouflage or, or the, the, the orange vest, so you cannot assume that he's hunting. Um, by the way, do you ever think that people are chasing you? Do you ever hear voices saying that people are coming for you? 
Do they ever ask questions like that? Because this guy, it sounds okay. Oh well, the gun shop owner wouldn't know that. I don't think. I don't think. You know, I mean, maybe he's got a Bluetooth on and he's talking to his mom. You might think, oh wow, he's talking to somebody else. Because there's a fine line between schizophrenia and the Bluetooth. But but there's why would he ask the question again? If you could just distill um, out of uh, thought, out of the thoughts in the air and just distill stupid, this would be a drip, 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 drip. Like according to his family, would have answered yes. The the short answer is in our society, we don't ask those questions. Yeah, well, because the, they're, they're a gun store owner and you don't just immediately. Assume, so are you gonna, you're not going to go hunting with this? Oh, you okay? See, there are the reasons you might have a gun uh, protection, personal protection. Uh, you might be a marksman. Um, you know, there are, there are a lot of reasons. Or, you know, you just kind of want to have your, your gun because you never know when the government might do something really insane. Like surround the Capitol with 20,000 National Guard troops for no reason. Just, you know, just, just kind of want to have some protection at the house. You know? Unbelievable. A lot of great, uh, a lot of great guests on Newsmax uh, on this subject and others. Uh, Greg Kelly talked to um, Lauren Boebert. She is a new congresswoman, and she is all about concealed carry. Actually, she doesn't conceal. She just carries. She's tough as nails. Here she is talking about uh, the media and others assuming that uh, the shootings in Colorado were uh, done by a caucasoid. That's that's all we hear is is bizarre dialogue. And it's really unfortunate to even politicize this, to play these race games and these identity identity politics. Uh, you know, I, just because uh, Ahmad Elisa uh, believed in Islam um, doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here and say that all Muslims are somehow responsible for his evil actions. Uh, I'm tired of these. I'm like those people said that all of these shootings happen. Because of white people. Identity politics games. I'm tired of politicians thinking that they know how to run our lives better than we do. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, here in Colorado, uh, we've been through this defund the police movement. Oh, yeah. we, we aren't. Brilliant. We we aren't slow to forget what happened last year with the riots and the looting um, here in Colorado. And then even qualified immunity being taken. Oh, yeah. There's the thing also about maybe wanting a gun because, you know, you live in Minneapolis and there's a giant riot and $500 million worth of damage was done, and a guy actually uh, was burned alive in his liquor store. You might want to have a gun for that, too. Away from our law enforcement officers. And then they also want to strip our Second Amendment rights. They don't want the police protecting us. They don't want us to protect ourselves. And somehow they think that big government is here to save the day. They're not. They don't know better than us. And, uh, you know, in, in all of these laws that they're passing, it would not have stopped the tragedy that happened yesterday. And I'm, I'm tired of these elected officials playing politics, political games, political theater with our lives. Then they do, don't they? They absolutely do. Oh, by the way, if you're all about an assault weapons ban, then I would assume the first thing they should do is uh, take the assault weapons from the National Guard troops that are surrounding the United States Capitol. I mean, if you're really against assault weapons, serious, yeah. Here is uh, Greg Kelly talking with mm, Lauren Boebert about uh, gun efforts that have happened before. What do you think of what they're trying to do yet again? We just like it seems like we've seen this movie before, Congresswoman. Yeah. Yes, and it's very unfortunate that their first uh, knee-jerk reaction is to limit um, our ability to defend ourselves. There are bad people who do bad things, and we need a way to protect ourselves because we don't know when they're going to act on the things that are that are rolling through their minds and, and consuming their thoughts. And so we need a way to protect ourselves. That's why I carry. Uh, you know, I've been asked many times, why do you carry in a grocery store? 
Well, unfortunately, you don't know if there's going to be something like this that happens in a grocery store. I think this explains itself. Store, But at the end of the day, when violence occurs, my first reaction will never be to try to disarm and restrict the American people. 96% of mass public shootings occur in gun-free zones. And this King Supers in Boulder, Colorado, was very much a soft target where open carry was banned. And it's very discouraged in Boulder, of all places in Colorado, to carry a firearm. And it's, it's very, uh, it's looked down upon. And so a lot of law-abiding gun owners don't want to patronize businesses like that. And they'll go on down the road and shop elsewhere. Uh, you know, we, we hear from... And consequently, a gunman was able to go and kill 10 people before anybody got there. Uh, groups like Every Town and Moms Demand Action who don't want our thoughts and prayers, which is really unfortunate because, first of all, Prayer works, and I believe in a God that hears us and a, and a, and a God who cares for us. Um, but what they don't want, really, is to empower people to stop things like this, uh, mm. to give us the tools to stop things like this, and that's guns. Uh, and that would absolutely neutralize a threat like this. And, we and by the way, if you see a sign that says gun-free zone, it tells you two things, or it tells potential violent perpetrators two things. A, we don't have guns here. B, we are helpless against you if you have one. Now, there was one of those on my daughter's school, oddly enough, and fortunately they had a police officer there every morning and part of the day, or at least most of the day. But if you own a convenience store and you have a gun-free zone sign, uh, you, uh, you seriously need to maybe consider doing something else for a living. Lauren Bobert talking about gun laws not working. Um, I can tell you that um, gun laws don't work. <laughs> um, it's really unfortunate, but we need good people to be able to neutralize threats and, and defend themselves and the people around them. If they worked, then Chicago would have a very low murder rate. Protect them. and uh, East St. Louis would have a very low murder rate. You know, it's interesting that you uh, you mention um, the, the shooter. But they don't. Ahmad Alyssa. And, and we're hearing, you know, he couldn't stand President Trump. And um, he saw racism everywhere, and he claimed to believe in Islam. Um, but there's still a lot about him that we don't know. We don't know all of his motives. Uh, we're, we're hearing about um, some mental um, stability that was in question, uh, that, that he, uh, obviously he was not mentally safe. In other words, just give it some time. Chill out. Don't whip out the agenda that you have in your back pocket every time something like this happens. Barack Obama insists that disaffection, racism, and misogyny drove the Boulder and Atlanta slayings, says a once-in-a-century pandemic shouldn't be the only thing stopping mass shootings. Yeah. Disaffection, racism, and misogyny. Now, there's also some mental illness involved here and other things. But again, that won't stop uh, Democrats from doing that Greg Kelly interviewed uh, several people on his show this week. Really good stuff. This is uh, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, talking about uh, Democrats' knee-jerk reactions to violent uh, and awful tragedies like this. Many thanks. Listen, we'd like first your thoughts on, on the situation in Boulder, Colorado, and what the Democrats are talking about, what the Biden administration is talking about in terms of uh, fixes. 
<laughs> well, Greg, once again, the Democrats are immediately using an atrocity, a mass murder, to uh, advance their long-standing liberal priorities, in this case, gun control and constraining the rights of law-abiding Americans uh, without getting all the facts, without knowing exactly what happened, or to my knowledge, exactly what kind of firearm was used uh, in this mass murder in Colorado. I think it's always appropriate. But Joe Biden wants to ban a certain kind of gun, even though he doesn't know it was used. That we take a pause, that we make sure we have all the facts before we jump to conclusions. But I do know the hearing we had in the Judiciary Committee today about gun control, which will ultimately lead to gun confiscation, yeah. is not what the people of Arkansas want, and it's not what law-abiding gun owners in the tens of millions across this country want either. And by the way, uh, the fear of gun confiscation is not some sort of paranoid delusion. It is not. Here is uh, Senator Tom Cotton talking about the news narrative when things like this happen. Well, Greg, my first thought is that I mourn for the victims of violence uh, and especially of mass murder, uh, no matter what their race are. There are fellow Americans, whether they're white, black, Asian, Latino, or any other race or ethnicity or creed. Uh, I mourn for them and I, I, pray, I pray for their loss and for peace for their families. Uh, Again, I say it's important that you don't... We don't have time to think about things and pray and meditate. We've got to ban guns. Jump to conclusions. The media jumped to conclusions about the shooter's motive last week in Atlanta. To my knowledge, law enforcement has still not conclusively established that motive. Um, and we shouldn't have the media jumping to conclusions about what happened in Colorado, again, until we have all the facts and we can... Facts, schmacks. Make reasonable... The media don't need no schmacks, facts. ...inferences and draw reasonable conclusions. But the media too often jumps to conclusions that tend to fit their narrative, not just after acts of horrific violence, but every day whenever they put the news in a slanted fashion. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to have to agree with that. Grant Stinchfield talked to Dinesh D'Souza about the shooting. What do you make of the left's quest here to politicize what is clearly an absolute tragedy? Well, tragedies um, are opportunities for the left. They don't... The coronavirus has been described by many Democrats as an opportunity. Don't uh, look at them as occasions for reflection no. or introspection no. or mourning or no. prayer, not at all. No. They look for how they can use them as leverage uh, to achieve political objectives. Now, the first step before they even get to policy is to cast the narrative. Now, this narrative uh, in Boulder doesn't really work for them all that well. Because whenever they're dealing with a any kind of a incident in, involving a, a Muslim, uh, they, their narrative that they want is going to be, number one, white supremacy, yeah. and number two, Islamophobia. Of course. But the idea of an Islamic perpetrator, uh, a political guy who hates Trump, who's very involved in the Syrian conflict, uh, who is uh, ultimately a little bit, it seems from his posts anyway, to be kind of a jihadist, this guy and his victims, all 10 of them in this case, are white. So think about it. In the recent Atlanta killings, when six out of the eight victims were Asian American, the media immediately declared that's a hate crime. Well, what do you make when all 10 of the victims are white and the perpetrator is seemingly an Islamic radical? Well, then it doesn't matter. They don't know what to make of it. So this narrative, I think... Uh, confounds what there are. So as a result, they want to change the topic, move away from who did it, and focus solely on the weapon. It's the gun that did it. And so gun control becomes the only sort of coherent way for them to move forward 
because they can't talk either about the perpetrator or about the victims. And they're always wrong. I just get so tired of being always wrong. You know, Donald Trump and Russian collusion. Two years. MSNBC, all the major media went after Donald Trump. They were sure that there was Russian collusion. They wanted to assume the worst. They wanted to assume the worst of Trump supporters whenever possible. Always assuming the worst and always wrong. And here is Dinesh D'Souza with Grant Stinchfield talking about the reason why all of this uh, gun control stuff is being brought up again. Um, real quick, if you can, because we're running out of time, but do you think their ultimate goal is to disarm law-abiding Americans? I'm told I'm crazy for saying that I believe that's their ultimate goal. What do you think, Dinesh? I think that is their goal, because I think that they, for them, it's not about the, not about the criminal. It's about the law-abiding guy who owns a gun. Let's think back for a moment. Here's their policy. Guns, bad. Moment to 9-11, you know? Nobody said after 9-11, let's outlaw all box cutters everywhere in the country. Let's outlaw airplane travel because, after all, the airplanes themselves were used as a deadly weapon. No. A lot of stabbings in America. Lots and lots of stabbings. Do we need uh, comprehensive knife control? No. What people basically said is, how do we prevent bad guys? Baseball bats. People use a lot of baseball bats in criminal activity. Maybe we need, uh, you know, some bat control. From getting on airplanes. And so logically here, we should be asking, how do we prevent guys like this guy, the perpetrator, from getting a hold of a weapon? Not how should we prevent people in general, including law-abiding Americans, from getting weapons? Wouldn't that be a novel idea to take a proactive approach rather than trampling on people's constitutional rights? Grant, you know, you're just not going to get that sort of common sense reaction from uh, most Democrats. No, no, no. Grant also stopped to uh, talk to Dick Morris about the uh, the stimulus. I don't know if you know about this, but, uh, you know, they just uh, they just signed $1.9 trillion stimulus package. Uh, COVID relief bill 9% went toward COVID relief and I just saw an article in the UK Daily Mail yesterday of the thousands of people who flooded Las Vegas to spend their $1,400 COVID checks. You see, after a year of waiting, a $1,400 check isn't going to mean a whole lot. Chances are you made some adjustments in your life. And so maybe you've got another job. Maybe you're doing fine and you get a check for $1,400. What are you going to do with it? Well, a lot of people went to Vegas, made a lot of people some money. Now the Biden administration is saying that they want a $3 trillion stimulus. You'll recall that when Barack Obama was the president, he asked for $787 billion in stimulus for infrastructure that never got built because you can't just make infrastructure products happen. You just can't make a bridge project happen. It doesn't work that way. But what it was was a massive payoff to unions and others for bloated pension funds and benefits. Here's Dick Morris talking about what's in the $3 trillion stimulus being proposed that your grandchildren and your children will pay for. All right, Dick, what do you make of this? There's not a lot of details out. Are you hearing anything from your sources of what could be in this bill? It almost doesn't matter what's in it. Anything that's not in it will be put in it. This is a gigantic Christmas tree of everything the Democrats have ever wanted. This is your money, too. They've stolen the credit card out of your purse or out of your wallet, and they're spending your money. And if it needs more ornaments, they'll put them up there. What's going to happen, though, is that the spending will pass, but the taxes won't. 
and the and we're going to see if the democratic economic theory which is you can print endless amount of money I wouldn't even say borrow the money you're not borrowing it you're just printing it the Fed is giving it to the Treasury by by creating it and do that without inflation and the spending is going to go ahead it'll swell demand to enormous proportions and the tax increases and the deficit will reduce supply and I think you're going to have the most humongous inflation, Weimar Republic-style inflation. Uh, the Democrats say no, and we'll have an interesting test of who's right in economics. And if you end up having to take a wheelbarrow money, wheelbarrow of money to the grocery store to buy a loaf of bread, which happens when governments do this? Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. Here is uh, Rob Schmidt. He had a great show um, this week, uh, yesterday actually, and uh, talked to Eric Bowling about the, uh, the the stimulus. The problem is it could go as high as $4 trillion. Look, there are two, two ways to look at it. Look at it from policy and look at it from politics. From policy, here's what they plan to do. They're going to spend uh, allegedly about a trillion dollars on infrastructure, roads, bridges, stuff we really need. I wonder if they'll be shovel-ready. Need in America. That actually makes sense. It's, it's actually bipartisan that we all agree on both sides of the aisle that we have crumbling infrastructure, sure. our bridges are dangerous, and we know how our roads are. Problem is when it gets to three and four trillion, make it up as high as four trillion dollars. What else is in it? That goes to the politics of it. This yeah. is a grift. This is Joe Biden. He calls it B, a build back better infrastructure. BS is what I'd call it. Structure bill. That was his name for his candidacy. This is a give back to all the progressive groups that he promised four votes and sure. got. There's give backs in it from top to bottom. How about instead of build back better, we do give back PS child tax credits there's uh education credits it, it, there's union job promises within the <laughs> course, other two to three trillion dollars that aren't yeah. actually infrastructure how do we pay for it you named it on the way out those of us who are actually paying federal income taxes are going to pay for it 128 million households in America about half of us pay federal income taxes that means 64 or so million households it comes to almost fifty thousand dollars Per household. And many of us don't even make that per year. Here's Rob Schmidt talking to uh, Kentucky Representative James Comer about the border crisis. Well, of course they are. And it's about time that they've become transparent. As you, as you said, they only became transparent once some photos leaked out of the uh, detainment center. So what we're seeing now is the Democrats are realizing that border security is a lot tougher than they thought. And when you have a president like Joe Biden that on day one signals to the world that you can cross the border illegally and not face any consequences. And get a lovely hotel room. Then, of course, we're going to have a border search. And what we're seeing now is uh, the the facilities aren't big enough to hold all of these uh, illegals. And now we have tens of thousands, perhaps, uh, that are already detained. And we don't know if they're letting them go to make room for new detainees. We don't yeah. know what. And we, we don't know what Joe Biden's plan is to secure the border. There is no plan to secure the border because they don't want to secure the border. Again, it's about flooding the country. Uh, it is about creating a permanent underclass of Democrat voters. Chris Salcedo hosts the uh, Chris Salcedo Show, oddly enough. And uh, he joins me on the phone. He's in the heart of the the uh, crisis at the border in Dallas. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. How are things there? It's bad. It's it. Anything if you're hearing, it's worse than what you're hearing. Uh, the governor of the state is basically saying that we've got COVID outbreaks. And this is the administration, of course, that beat up Trump for so many months mm -hmm. 
or not fighting the China virus in the proper way. And then what do they do? Once we start opening up our state, we got our numbers down. Biden starts importing a whole bunch of folks with China virus. Some of them weren't diagnosed. Those who were diagnosed are being letting go, let, let go. And now we have uh, the administration saying they're going to start letting people out and just they're not even going to give them a promise to appear. They're just going to say, oh, yeah, magic word, asi- the A word, it's yeah. asylum, not the other A word. Um, <laughs> the, the that's res- that's reserved for the go. president. Thank you. Yeah, just just going to let them go. Yeah, unbelievable. The thing is, and I've, I've mentioned this, this is the most cynical thing that an administration can do to the country is to open its borders, its sovereign's borders, because the number one uh, duty of the federal government is to maintain a, a border. Countries need borders. We all know what this is. It is a uh, an attempt to create a... a, a a permanent under, underclass and upset the balance of power in elections, uh, you know, forever. And and this is a continuation of of uh, Barack Obama's policies, but now there's nobody to stop him. Right. The foreigner's first policies uh, of Obama in his third term, uh, and and you're seeing that it, it is it is probably the the worst possible thing that that I could imagine. Because it, it hits, it strikes so many chords. Uh, you had Mayorkas over the weekend saying that illegal alien children belong here in the United States. He actually said those words yeah. on Fox News Sunday. They belong here. Well, this is this is a this is just an extension of chain migration, and and I got to tell you, this is this is a very uh, an awful way to do it, and and it is intentional. They are welcoming children in, and then if you say. Uh, you know, we got to bring mom and dad in, too. If you say that, then somehow you're a bigot. You don't care about children. But that's what this is all about. It is about bringing children in, using them to get adults, the rest of the family, into the country. That is why children are first in line. Right. Well, and that's, and that's the reason why that, well, we don't, we don't want to sp- split up families now, do we? So exactly. we've got all these kids. So now we got to bring in mom and dad and grandma and, all, and, and, and anybody else that wants to come along. And, uh, and and again, that report was devastating coming out of the uh, Customs and Border Patrol that they're just going to have to start because they're so overwhelmed. They're just going to have to start letting people go. Not even not even a worthless uh, promise to appear, which they never show up for anyway. No, but then it's that processing. It's 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 a joke. It is honestly the worst thing that I've ever seen with regard to the country. And it looks like maybe the media might be starting to pay a little bit of attention to it. Uh, I noticed some Martha Raddatz did an interview with a uh, I believe this guy was from uh, Peru. No, not Peru. Anyways, from a, a South American country. And he said that he never would have thought of com- coming here unless Joe Biden was the president. He never would have thought about it if Donald Trump was a president. And the funny thing is, Chris, uh, the the Im- illegal immigration uh, flow into the country had uh, flowed to a trickle, 85% less than now. But let's face it, this is only about January the 20th and beyond. This clearly is policy. Oh, absolutely. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that it is 100% policy-driven. And in, uh, it's all intentional. It's all intentional. You know, back to those facilities. You know, uh, uh, Mayorkas not only said that these kids have, uh, belong here in the United States at these facilities. They don't have running water. I mentioned that the fact that, that one of these facilities is showing a 10% spike in the China virus cases. And those are just the ones that we found, you know. 
and not to mention everything else that's going on as the Border Patrol has been turned into glorified babysitters by this administration. What's happening to the narco-terrorists? What's happening to those who are international terrorists who want to gain access? Well, Texas is doing the best we can, but, you know, California's good night. New Mexico's good night. Arizona's good night. They don't give a damn. So they, they have their borders wide open right now. So all the emphasis is over here trying to accommodate the, the influx of unaccompanied minors into Texas. And the cartels and the human smugglers and the narco-terrorists are having a field day. They are having a field day. They are. Uh, first of all, they're getting a, a hell of a lot of money. I had heard up to $400 million so far uh, with regard to smuggling people across. But as they move along, they can pick and choose which one of these family members to kidnap, sell into sex slavery as well, by the way. Uh, kids are being uh, assaulted. Women are being assaulted. I, I heard the incidence of rape is, is upwards of maybe 60% if you begin the journey to try to cross the border. This is, yep. a, this is a humanity crisis, humanitarian crisis. This is propping up the drug lords, making them rich. Uh, it okay. is. Go ahead. One, one little girl reported she was raped seven times. Dear God in heaven. On, on her journey through Mexico up to the United States because oh. Biden told her to come. And she, so her parents sent her up there. And because Biden and the Socialist Democrats, they, this is what they call compassion. Of course, you know, given that Andrew Cuomo is uh, one of their uh, members of their party, I guess. And I mean, and, and Biden, who is also credibly accused of of sexual misconduct against women. I guess we shouldn't be too surprised. But this is their this is what they're doing. These children are paying with their innocence just to just to accommodate the Democrat socialist political whims. It is um, uh, to quite quite honestly unbelievable. Now, you live in Dallas. Dallas is a sanctuary city. Um, how are people reacting in the city of Dallas to this? Uh, the media is mostly keeping it a secret. Uh, oh, as sure you know, the administration is keeping the press out of these facilities. Yeah. Uh, and the press is, okay, okay, no yeah. okay, whatever you say. Now, of course, they never had that attitude with uh, President Trump. Of course, it was, it was Dana Bash, Dana Bash on CNN, of all places, who said, you know, Trump let us in, and you're not, Mr. Mayorkas. And then Mayorkas tried to do his best uh, impersonation of a pretzel and trying to twist and try to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was shameful the way Chris Wallace uh, over the weekend oh, yes. just, just kissed the rear end of Mr. Mayorkas. Oh, respectfully, sir, and respectfully this and respectfully that. And, and this is a guy who's telling uh, 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 the press that they can't go in and see for themselves. But he did tell Chris Wallace that the government would be furnishing them video. Oh, yes. Of, of perfectly sanitized video that I'm sure that Chris Wallace will be thrilled to get to show how everything's A-OK -okay and there's nothing to see here. I um, I heard you talking about that this morning, and, and Chris Wallace, I, I, I he's, a, he's a sellout. He's a reason why Fox News is uh, one of the many reasons, the reasons why that uh, so many people are turning away from Fox News. But actually, there was a, a Democrat congressman who, uh, who leaked video, or I should say pictures of the, I think it was the Donna, Texas facility, where, you know, you're talking about kids in cages. It's kids in yep. cages times 10. Henry Cuellar. Yes. He was the one. Yep, yep, he's the one. And he is, he is one of these guys who is recognizing the politics of all of this because he recognizes that during the last election, President Trump made so many inroads in the Rio Grande Valley yes. among Latinos, among blacks as well, but not, not in the Rio Grande Valley, but around the country. And they came within a hair's breadth, did the Trump administration to flipping the Rio Grande Valley from blue to red 
because you know what? It, this idea that Latinos like their their police defunded is absolutely insane. The idea that that Latinos want uh, less safe communities is absolutely insane. The idea that they like open borders and narco terrorists uh, traipsing through their property in their neighborhoods is absolutely insane. Yeah. And uh, these Democrats who are along the border recognize that there's a political shift going on right now, and the administration is completely clueless. My biggest fear about the election, if Joe Biden had won, and I'm not going to leave that alone, but was that he could do so much damage in four years. And right now, I think even I, I, I would assume you are shocked by what this administration is doing to destroy the damned country. It, it seems to be the agenda, doesn't it? It, it, it seems does. to be their target. I mean, if if you were making a manual, how can I destroy America the quickest way? Yeah. They seem to be following it uh, right to the letter. I mean, aside from, oh, let's create the crisis, and then we're going to charge the American people $86 million <laughs> to put illegal aliens well, up in hotels. Yeah. I, I, I kid you not, $86 million. Yeah. And then, what, and then what they're doing on the national international stage with China, th this meeting they had in Alaska, they went down there on their on bended knee. Please, China, come and talk to us. Please, 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 please. Yeah. And they said, please, can we work together to, to to deter and 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 get rid of the nukes that North Korea has? And you know what China told them? Here's our middle finger. Yep. And and, and they were thankful to get the middle finger. <laughs> they went they went skulking back to Washington D.C. with their tail between their legs and. The, the, the idea of standing up for the United States to these communist reprobates is something that's foreign to the Biden administration because that's what these people are. It's very frustrating, Chris. I, I just thank you for fighting the good fight on radio and on your TV show. Uh, I don't know where you find the hours in the day to do both of them, but I appreciate you joining me, my brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk again soon. All right, there's Chris Salcedo from The Chris Salcedo Show on Newsmax TV. A couple more things before we go. And by the way, you are listening to the Newsmax Daily. My name is Rob Carson. I host a show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a humorous look at uh, politics, pop culture, and other stuff. Now, when Joe Biden was running for president, it was all about how awful the Trump administration was to have kids in cages. Now, mind you, these cages were built during the Obama administration, and Donald Trump slowed the rate of illegal immigration into the country by 85%. So you didn't really need to keep kids in cages. But now, during the Biden administration, we've seen in the last couple of days, kids are so back in cages. I mean, if you look at these facilities, it's either plastic cages or it's actual metal cages, uh, some with no showers at all. Here is uh, Here's Biden and Kamala, you know, uh, talking the talk, but now not walking the walk. I'm going to immediately, without exception, close down every one of those cages and camps where they have become. I don't think he's done that. Guess what? People were still showing up before. They don't have to be put in cages or separated from their mothers. Comprehensive immigration reform with a pathway towards citizenship. But for, on first day one, get those babies out of those cages. We're not going to lock any families. We're not going to separate families. We're not going to put any kids in cages. They have had a policy of having babies in cages and separating children from their parents in the name of border security when in fact what it is wow. is a human rights abuse being committed by the United <laughs> States government. I don't believe we're a nation that puts kids in cages and thinks it's okay. Again, it's easy to talk the talk but not walk the walk. Here is Gail King from CBS actually asking Kamala Harris almost a real question. 
look at what's happening at the border. Rightly or wrongly, people are coming in record numbers because they believe the Biden administration mm -hmm. has encouraged certainly children to come. What are you going to do about that? It's chaotic. Some are calling it a crisis. And you all, the your team... Well, some are. Everybody is actually, except for, for the Biden administration. It's under fire because both Republicans and Democrats said, look, if you're going to change the Trump policy, the previous policy, at least have a game plan. And there doesn't appear right now to be a game plan. Nope. Well, okay, look, it's a huge problem. No. I'm not going to pretend it's, it's not a crisis, though. It's a huge problem. And are there um, are we looking at overcrowding at the border, in particular of these kids? Yes. Yeah. Are we looking at kids in cages? Uh, Should these kids be in the custody of HHS, the Health and Human Services, instead of the Border Patrol? Yes. Uh, should we be processing these cases faster? Yes. Mm -hmm. This is, however, not going to be solved. Over You're just describing failure there. I just, in case you didn't know, that what she just described there is their failure. Night. There are things that we need to do, especially since there was a system in place previously before the last administration to allow us to process these kids in their country of origin that was dismantled we have to reconstruct it it's mm -hmm. not going to happen overnight but you know blame the previous administration that it slowed illegal immigration down by 85 percent okay we have senior administration officials right now in mexico and guatemala also dealing with in addition to what needs to happen at the border yeah and what they're doing is they're they're going to send guatemala and other countries where these Kids are coming from. They're going to send the governments hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's going to go to uh, oligarchs, and uh, it's going to be political payback, and none of it will get to the people, and life will continue to stink there. You know what? I got an idea. How about you countries that are sending your most valuable resource across the border to leave to another country? How about you make your country a little bit more like us? U.S. There's a there's a constitution. If you just Google it, just Google it. The Constitution, Bill of Rights, the whole deal. Seriously, you could actually adapt it. Maybe change it a little bit, just a little bit, just a little. I mean, it wouldn't change a lot because it's pretty dang awesome. Actually, I wouldn't change any of it. But you know, maybe you could just do that. It's right there. It's right there on the interweb. Seriously. One more soundbite for today before I go, and that is uh, some hot sake. You guys want some hot sake? Jen sake. Here she is talking about how essentially. Obama is still president. President uh, Obama is taking part. Do you know how often he has spoken to President Biden? They were not just president and vice president. They are friends, um, and they consult and talk about a range of issues. Um, and, um, you know, I would expect that continues through the course of President Biden's presidency. There you go. So um, I'm thinking that whole thing about it, Obama's third term, probably pretty true right about now. Yeah, number of reasons. Thanks for watching me, guys. I appreciate it. Make sure to download the Newsmax TV app. It's right there on your phone. Just go to the App Store and download it. It's free. It's awesome. Five million downloads since the election. Also, if you want to know uh, where my show and other shows are broadcast and when, uh, just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com. NewsmaxTV.com. Guys, thanks for joining me for the Newsmax Daily. My name is Rob Carson. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the News. Max Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.